sound of the best in the West Horn. Welcome to an all-new legendary Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris Offnight Co-Wild. With me, as always, is Mr. Burbank Hank. He's he's the best, folks. He's so <laughs> he's the PG thirteen of podcasting. Henry Dittman, oh. everybody. Henry oh, Dittman. I like the I like the Mr. Burbank Hank. That's very nice. You know, formal. I, you would have, you might have thought we were playing Burbank or North Hollywood or Van Nuys tonight with the Valley splashed across. Oh, horrible. The court. It was a horrible jersey, a horrible so uniform of the Valley Suns. I guess my wife's my wife walked in the room and went, "Ew, what's with that court?" But we're from L.A. and it, and it's like it's cool to. You know, it's cool to hate on the Valley, man. Like that yeah. movie, Valley Girl. Even though Burbank, I guess, is technically in the Valley, but I don't consider it the Valley. Like, oh, uh, people, people don't consider it the deep, deep Valley, but it is. It's the San Fernando Valley. I no mean, you, and you guys are on the side of the hills, but then in the deep, deep Valley, there are there are no hills. It's just a flat wasteland of. Yeah, I think when people are talking Valley, they're malls. talking like Encino, Van Nuys, all that. Great, these are great areas, Southern California, man. Oh, it's the best. I L- love it. L.A. County, the the, pr- the crown jewel of Southern California. You know what they say? What do they say? It's all good in L.A. County, man. It's all good. Well, it was all great in Phoenix, (laughs) thanks to Paul George putting the entire Clipper team on his shoulders and carrying them to the promised land. He really did it. And he 39 points, one shy of a 40-piece. I could have sworn he was going to get 40 because he had 32 going uh, into the fourth. But how great for that dagger where Kawhi kind of missed three or four in a row. Kawhi had an off night. Kawhi had 15 points. It was the first non-20-point game, I think, for Kawhi this season, I want to say. Uh, yeah, and man, if he was going to – you're talking about – it was that, and it was that to the tune of four of 21 shooting. Ditch. <laughs> Dicey business. Yikes. But we'll get there. We'll get to the final result. Let's set this game up a little. Absolutely. This is the, this is the Clippers – Playing for uh, first place. Playing for first place, coming in up against the Suns, who obviously were super hot in the bubble. They just yeah. came in too weak to ever really pierce the the playoffs. Right. Um, and now adding Chris Paul and a bunch of veterans. Oh, that's who that was. I knew that's I recognized right. that point guard, that old uh, fellow, that and vegan. And a bunch of veterans. And listen, Chris Paul's been around the block, as we know, but he's a very dependable player. But he had something really exciting happen last postseason. His injuries didn't completely bone his team. No. His team <laughs> like did not make it past the second round, but it wasn't because of Chris Paul's injuries. But it Paul's wasn't injuries. because of his broken body. But, you know, they, they have been very hot. This backcourt, CP3, Devin Booker, no joke. And also a very interesting thing to watch coming into this game was – we have been, I want to say, like top four in the league um, with our three-point percentage, but the Suns are a team that holds teams to less than 30% from yeah. the arc. Yeah. So that was going to be a big question coming in. Could we get hot from the three? We have seen it go both ways for us this season. Sure. Um, so that was a big question. And, and who was going to end up at the top of this conference with the Lakers and the Suns and the Clippers all kind of jockeying around? Right. That was going to be the big question coming into the game. You know what's nuts is that we literally made well over half our threes and we made under half of our field goal attempts. That's crazy. I know. That is crazy. Well, this step, we'll, we'll, we can talk about it near the, like once we've kind of recapped the game. We can talk about it right now. Like The stat lines were really similar. Between these two these two teams, you go to the final stats, and everything was in one within one or two points, one or two rebounds, one or two assists. Well, we owned the them thing, in the first half. Owned, but the difference really was the threes. Oh they yeah, sh- we shot like I want to say we shot like fifty something percent from three, fifty six percent. I forgot I did not write down eight point fifty eight percent. And they shot like and they shot like thirty percent. Thirty point three. Yeah. <laughs> 10, ten for thirty three. They shot man, more I, than us and made less than us. We went seventeen bro, for twenty nine. Man, we have been a team that cannot shoot threes for so long. Oh, yeah. It is so nice past. to be a team that can shoot threes. It's so nice. Remember when we thought Karan <laughs> Butler chewing straws from fast food restaurants was the answer? Oh that's, my god. That's gosh, how long that's you and right. I have been at this. Karan Butler right. chewing soda straws from Burger King. 
That yeah, was, like, and another another question weird... I had coming in on the night too. After yeah. listening to after listening to the great podcast of you at the live game. Oh, that was fun. was was Dookie Luke Kennard going to continue to make him love you? Yeah, yeah. Was he going to do it? Here's the thing. Ca- he did. Double, he did. I think double digit Luke Kennard. I'm in love with him. I'm crazy about him, and he showed up at the game I went to, which was such a great experience, and I absolutely had a blast. I'm going to try to do it again soon, and I think honestly. <laughs> I'll, it'll be that much more listenable too because I'll, I'll have worked a couple of the kinks out. I really lost my voice at the game because it's so loud in there with the music. The fake crowd noise is loud, but not like not as loud as a real crowd. That being said, DJ Dents and the music is just as loud as normal, and it just seems that much more louder because there's no crowd in there. So I really blew out the old dulcet tones of my pipes just trying to talk over all the insanity, but there, there, you know, I got into a good little flow there and I think I'll be all the much wiser the next time I do it in a week or two. And hopefully we'll get that Clippers W and you and I did not clip cast after the Portland blowout, which was a fabulous game that we can just kind of dip our toe into. And then of course we go in to Phoenix, which I guess is called the Valley. I know that now and I wish I didn't. Yeah. The Valley of the sun. I want to say something like that. That's why they're called the Phoenix suns. So we go in after a tough loss in Utah where Utah just had our number the whole game, but we made it interesting late. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was encouraging. We go in four and two versus the five and one Suns. The Mm -hmm. winner is going to basically be alone in first place. Not alone. If Phoenix had won, they'd be alone in first. If we win, we're going to be tied for first, but they're going to give us the one seed. But whatever. We've, we've got a long way to go before we can be declared the one oh, seed. Oh, long way to go. Long way to go. But, yeah, we got the win, and it was a fantastic win uh, after a dodgy game in Utah. But what's crazy is every single game the Clippers have played this season, in this young season, there's been seven games. We're 5-2, and two, best in the West. Every single game has had a 20-point lead by the winner. Even in our two losses, Utah was up 20, Dallas was up 20. In our five wins, the Clippers were up at least 20. We were up 30 tonight. So it's just been – Farbod keeps talking about it on his Twitter feed about how because everything is so three-ball oriented, 20-point leads mean nothing. Although, according to the great Brian Seaman, there have been multiple 20-point leads this young season, and no one has come back and one being down 20. So that's something to put in your clipper pipe and take a puff upon because when we do have a 20-point lead, we're going to win that ball game. And then when we're down 20, we're probably not going to clip cast because we're probably not going to win. But who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Well, this was a close game early. Uh, It was really a nail-biter until right after it was 5-5. to (laughs) And then from that point on. (laughs) And we owned them in the first half. Oh, we owned it. We especially owned them in the first quarter, 37 to 24. Although uh, what was kind of interesting coming into the third quarter was that they also then they scored 37 yeah. to our 24. Is the actual mirror image scores uh, the first quarter and the third it's quarter. It's a game kind of, of runs. Each other out. Paul George It's a game said it. of runs. But it was super fun at the end of the first quarter. We had an 8-0 final 80 seconds, I want to say. Oh, like, what a spurt. Came on so strong. Canard for three. PG for With three. The buzzer beater. Finished strong. Yeah. Uh, it was really nice. And that was right after the Suns were kind of making a push. I want to say they were within like five points around 23 to 18, something like that. Ish. Um, and then you do the math. We just went on a tear and, and finished up 13 solid points. And it was a strong first quarter. Yeah, we had so a beautiful we had a beautiful run in the first quarter. And then we still held them in the second quarter. Like we 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 had a nice, healthy lead going into halftime. And then, like you just said, they flipped the script and did a heck of a lot better of a job in the third quarter. But we were able to hold on. I was really impressed with, I call him Spicy Lou. There's Sweet Lou Williams and Spicy Lou. It's Sweet and Spicy, the two Lou brothers. There's Coach Ty Lou. And then there's Sixth Man, you know, always Sixth Man of the Year, the best, of perennial Sixth Man of the Year, Sweet Lou. Who, if you noticed... Didn't have a great game tonight, and Spicy Lou didn't really play him in the final minutes. He went with Pat Beverly. He went with Kawhi. He went with Paul George. He went with Serge Ibaka. And then Nick Batum with that 
dagger at the end when every, all eyes were oh, on Paul the dagger, George. Dagger, man. All Woo. eyes were on Paul George with his hot, hot hands driving to the hoop. And you wanted Paul George to get the ball in the five previous plays, and they just couldn't get it to him. And Kawhi wasn't, he was a little off. He was, like you said, he shot, I think he. Three of 50 is what you called it. Four of 21. Four of 21. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. So we saw him miss in 30, in 34 minutes. shots. He played 34 minutes. We got that. And yeah. like 17 of those misses I felt were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Yeah. One after another, but there were certainly three, if not four, misses back to back to and back it's okay. to back. It's okay. That's okay. As this long as we win, game. it's okay. Hey, man, this is the beauty of when you have two stars. Oh yeah, superstars. This is the beauty. Superstars. Is, that, is that Kawhi Leonard can have a rough shooting night. He's still wearing that dumb mask. It cannot be easy <laughs> to do anything. We all, we've all learned that like it's hard to do stuff in a mask. Sure. Oh, that's right, right? Hank. Yes, and that's not so, like a very and that's not that. It's not a piece not of that. plexiglass right, like right. he's wearing. I, I wear basically a panty on my face and he's out there with like clear plastic oh, well, what you hey what you do in the panty. comfort of your own home is your own well, business and we, on the street we run a family show <laughs> panty face uh you know there was a moment i want to point out that was a real thrill that um we went on a 23-0 run in a space of time spanning from the first quarter into the second quarter amazing that was amazing, and and there was I know that that Lou didn't have a great game. No, um, but Paul but George jo- man, sure did. When Paul George and Zubats and Lou are on the court, that's fun basketball, man. Oh, isn't it the best? It's fun, man, and it's it's really fun. The pick and roll with Lou Williams and Zoo, and then the kick out to Paul George, um, who had, had a little uh, chippy salty moment with Devin Booker, and Devin Booker, I think, called him the N word. Oh gosh! Well, I s- did you hear that he called him a a, a soft a word n word according to Twitter, and then I went when I I went back and rewatched oh, it. Right. And that's it seems as though that's what he said. It was very salty on the court. Brian Seaman, Brian Seaman, and Jimmy Jackson, who's color commentator, who my wife has nothing but shade for. We can get into that later. What? There, he's great with him and Seaman are fun together. I he, like them together. He according to her because she watches Skip and Shannon all the time. And Skip loves what? Skip loves Why? Kawhi Leonard. Skip <laughs> loves Kawhi Leonard and the, okay. and the Clippers. Okay, Shannon okay. hates the Clippers or dogs the Clippers. And yeah, loves he does. He dogs the, the Clippers. The L word. She yeah. says Jimmy Jackson would come on Skip and Shannon constantly, and she, and she and this is her term. Jimmy Jackson would mad dog the Clippers. He would mad dog the Clippers. So according, Wait, your wife, your wife. Dude, uses she, mad dog. To, to, all right. Okay. So what's crazy is I wake up every she morning. mad dogs them? Is that a thing? That's according to her, according to <laughs> Mrs. Chris Wilde. So I wake up every morning. Look, look, I watch every Clippers game, okay? I watch it. I study the standings. I study the box score. I am obsessed with Clippers information. But in the morning, I do not watch sports talk shows because, honestly, Ew. I don't care about us. any other sport they hate us. They hate us. Max Kellerman kind of likes us. You know, Skip No, nah, he's just a contrarian. I, that's exactly what it is. Because on these shows, they always have one person who hates the Clippers and one person who loves the Clippers. And then, the you know, and there's a lot of L word. And it's just too much. So I, I watch political stuff in the morning and drink a cup of coffee. My wife watches sports talk show. So she is here to tell us that Jimmy Jackson was mad dog in our Clippers last season. You like him, and I do think he is a good color commentator. But knowing that, he did get a little a little too Phoenix-friendly for me with the call tonight, thinking that Phoenix was going to come back. And I understand they have a job to do to make it interesting. Now, that being said, this was a whole dance around my point. Brian Seaman and Jim Jackson interview Paul George after the game, and maybe you didn't see it. No, I didn't see it because I ran in here. I watched the game late, as you know, once I put my kids to bed and I ran in here to do this. So I can't wait to hear. So Tell me. Devin Booker calls him a soft A, uh, bad, bad word. Yeah. Paul George says in 10 years in the league, he has never gotten this kind of sass, let's call it, from anyone until he admitted in the bubble that he was having – a mental breakdown essentially and having emotional problems and needed to seek help and needed to seek professional help from his, from his colleagues, from his team, but also needed to see a therapist. 
Oh, so, now and now he's getting and now the trash he's truck. getting it from. They see blood in the water. Yes, they do. So that oh, is gross. what you saw tonight, and I think we oh, saw. Oh, gross! I think we saw it from vegan Chris Paul. I think we saw it from Devin Booker, who was very odd looking. So he's getting that. He said, <laughs> "Never before in ten years in the league has any have has he gotten this kind of lip from people." And maybe because, like, what? What did they have to talk about? Oh, you had a really gnarly injury for Team USA. Oh, playoff P. Like, I guess playoff P he heard quite a bit. But ever since he had that moment where, you know, you and I basically sang his praises of being, you know, you and I are, look, we're actors. So you and I are soft, A, <laughs> bad words. <laughs> we're about as soft the, as they the, come. All the other bad words. <laughs> You and I are soft, okay? So we <laughs> applauded him for for seeking soft. for seeking help, and 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 yeah. all men, if they literally should not bottle up their emotions, they should literally talk it out and deal with it. And fans, yeah. if you're struggling, listening, oh to th- please, because look, I, I gotta be honest. To us. Yes, reach hey, out if to you're us on struggling, Twitter. Reach out to us on Twitter. We'll help you. We will help you find people to talk to. Like this is we're if. We're, we got to be beyond the point where people are getting clowned yeah, for having insane. mental health issues, it's man. Insane. What the heck? Like, that's at but the root think of, all the, just... of all the violence in our country. It, it, almost every shooter, almost everything. I mean, I don't want to go down this road, but, like, like it's— I think he gave them ammo. safe to talk. I, I think—I'm going to give—I'm going to give the NBA the benefit of the doubt and say— they just got the ammo from Paul George confessing to the world that he was struggling, that he got out of it, and he sought help. So they just got this ammunition from him, just like if someone went publicly, and I'm going to say something nonsensical, oh, my mother loves to wear plaid. And then you're like, oh, here comes plaid mama's boy. Like, you just, you get something, and you hold on to it. Now, this one has a little more teeth, because it was something he really struggled with, but I think that's what it is. And so well, that's but, what he dealt with, and that's what he's dealing with. Uh, but also, I, I've, I mean, my understanding hearsay is yeah, that Devin Booker me. has made comments about Paul George, like starting fights and not fighting, not really fighting, fake fighting. That kind of thing seems to be a critique that was coming. This is hearsay, right? By the way, I have no source. Well, I, I this, saw but- Damian Lillard on Twitter. Somebody. Added Damian Lillard some sort of Paul George oh, besmirchment Lord. before the game. Uh-huh. And Damian Lillard literally retweeted it and said, give it a rest, bruh. Like, oh, nice. I know. And I'm like, good for you, Dame Dollar. Give it a rest. Give it hey, a rest, Speaking bruh. of giving it a rest, let's give less pub to this. I think we, we, we talked all we can about that dumb, dumb fight. But, how, hey, you got to like your guy, Luke Kennard, getting warm two of three from three. Ended up going five of seven and four rebounds. Oh. I mean, that was in the third that he hit that stat line, and nothing happened to him for the rest of, for the rest of the game. He made but me you love gotta him. like a guy like Luke Kennard is like that's literally two of three from three is what you need from a guy like that. If he Absolutely. could do that every game, we'd well, be also thrilled. it takes less pressure off of a sweet Lou Williams because takes more now, pressure off of him. If you ask me. Yeah. It t- oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it takes less pressure. It takes off less of pressure him? off of him. Can you just ask me how I feel like, about double? How negatives? do you feel about double negatives? I don't dislike them. <laughs> so it takes more pressure. It takes pressure off of Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou did not have a ton of shots tonight. I think he only put up six shots. He had four points, but because he had to do all the heavy lifting because Landry Goshcharnett was not a prolific scorer that we wanted him to be. And here comes Cool Hand Luke in double digits multiple times taking the pressure off. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot, Hank. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm and nervous. we can go to commercial, and, you can, and you, can, you can ruminate on it, and we can come back after a commercial. Well, let's see. But I want to ask you not for the HD pog, which we will get to, because that's obviously it's a given who the HD Pog is. It's a given. But I would like to ask you so far, who is your HD Poss, your Henry Dittman player of the season so far in the seven games that you've seen? Who is Henry Dittman's HD Poss? Does that make sense? Okay. So I want to, I want to, I want to throw out a qualifier here. Please do. Let me tell let me tell you this. Um, there's a there's a thing going on on Twitter where people are like, hey, t- sh- find a GIF from your favorite movie and post it 
yeah. about 2000, 2020. Do you see this uh, this trend? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, and it was and, it, and immediately I was like, oh, we're just find we're gonna find from Empire Strikes Back because okay. I because because to me, you love that that's movie. my favorite movie. But when right. people say to me, "What's your favorite movie?" Like, name your top five favorite movies. I'm always like, "Hey, let's leave Star Wars franchise out of it." Because if I really want to talk about the movies that I really grew up with, that are really the best movies, the most impact on me, I'm just using up number space with these movies that are because they I've seen them so many times and I love them. They're so important to me. Sure. So so I would like to ask for a pass on not using Paul George as my Hank's player of the season, although he is. He is my player well, of the mean, season. Can't you have a HD pos 2.0? I mean, <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, like, okay, fair like enough. Because because to me, um, the play the flying under the radar guys. I mean, it's to me. It, so I, I'd love to like let's argue a little bit here between Serge Ibaka, who has oh, been yeah. such an incredible shot in the arm to this team. Absolutely. Um, but we'd ex- but we expected him to. And the bigger surprise, who has been more consistent to us, although when he's bad, he's bad and it hurts us, is Batum. Like Batum oh, absolutely. Was tonight. I was hoping. And he he'd has say been that. so much more than we thought he would be. So I think I think that Paul George for me is my player of the season. So far, he's been consistently there. So so far, I mean, yeah. so early in the season, guaranteed so early. Um, yes. But sir. I love I love Serge Ibaka being like everyone thought. And I was so worried when we lost Jamike and we lost um, Montrez. Montrez, thank yep. you. Um, I already blocked him out of my mind. Smart. Frankly, Smart. Uh, I was so worried that that Serge Ibaka wasn't gonna be enough. And the truth is, I had not been watching enough Toronto, Toronto basketball. Raptors basketball. Like I absolutely. just didn't know. No, I just didn't. didn't know. I could look at his numbers, but I just didn't know what he did. But Batum. Man, he's every same, the same thing as Kennard, man. If he can come in and do this for us, is he going to hit four of seven from three every night? I don't know. Right. But it kind of seems like he can. Well, that play kinda seems I mean, like he could. The play last night in Phoenix where you knew Paul George was literally one point away from a 40 piece. Kawhi missed four times in a row. All eyes are on Paul George to seal it for the Clippers. He, 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 attracts so much defensive attention, leaving his mes amis, très en vent, chan, 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 Nicholas Batum open in the corner for three. Paul George no-look pass to an open Batum, who, by the way, is in the running for HDPOS, Henry Dittman's player of the season, and Batum buries that corner three. And that I really mean, maybe he's my surprise the of the season. Is it the HD surprise of the season? And let me say, by the way, yeah. pointing back to Surge, um, Chris Paul missed a three. We've seen him do that. Chris Paul <laughs> missed a three right before that because yeah. Serge Ibaka was defending him at the perimeter with his hand in his face. Yeah, too long. I mean, that, is, that is why he missed. And then you turn right around, and my other guy, Batum, is the one who drains the dagger. It's very exciting. I mean, uh, again, it's Paul George well, I'd right like to, now as my like player of the season. My, but I love okay. these surprises, yeah. man. I'd like to Go use uh, Henry, one of Henry Dittman's favorite uh, colloquialisms here on, on Clipcast. Uh-oh. Spoil of riches, my friend. Because oh, tonight, yeah. especially last night in Phoenix, there there was a, a moment where Serge Ibaka hit back-to-back threes. And you're just like, holy crap, that's our starting center. We have, we have a unicorn. never had that ever. We have a unicorn. We have a unicorn. Montrez We've got a center who can drain the three. Three the hard way, but then there would be entire chunks of the season where he just would be abysmal from the free throw line for no reason whatsoever. Like he'd be in his head for seven games and miss half his free throws. And then God only knows what he did. And then all of a sudden he couldn't miss, but like he was real streaky from the free throw line, Montrez. And obviously he could never hit a three. I believe he hit one three ever. And we, and it was like new year's. So I just to to have Serge Ibaka hit back to back threes to have zoo in this great new role to be this energy big off the bench and to get the feeds from Lou. I, it's it's we have a spoil of riches this year. We don't we haven't seen my man Pat Patterson in games because he just we just don't need him. We only we only played nine guys. By the way, it's, I think it's embarrassment of riches that I usually say, but um, it it's, it's well you we spoil only, me with your colloquialisms. I do. I spoil with my our great friendship. Uh, dude, we had a lot of guys hitting from three. 
I mean, Pat Beverly hit a three and Reggie Jackson hit a three. Oh, yeah. Well, Lou Pat, Williams. On, going Lou into Williams, the game tonight, Pat Bev had the best three-point percentage on the team. <laughs> Did he really? Yes, Hank. Because he'd hit none? I, no, no, he hit one. Well, no, uh, going in for the – no, because cause he, he's not missing. You know, like he's, well, he's, he's, he's only, hitting he's over half of them. He did it again tonight, and Kawhi is kind of the one who came up goose egg. Lou Williams would only he, – he missed his three, but he only shot one. Kawhi shot three and missed him. But that, you know what the other thing is? That's what you want your star to do, keep shooting. Oh, yeah, shoot He's got to keep it. shooting. He did the right thing. Like, none of this is me dogging Kawhi or throwing him under the bus. It's just exciting to no, and see we've us seen, win a game yes. and watch it and not have it slip away like it did in the bubble. And also, we've, nice. we've seen Kawhi play who is that masked man. We've seen him with the mask on and dominate. And this is just a, a little bit of off of a left field thing. Um, you know, when I first saw Kawhi in that mask, the first thought was the Phantom of the Staples Center, right? So he's he's living in the rafters. <laughs> Theater nerd. He was thought dead for years, and oh, then he God. comes down from the rafters and, you know, hits the game winner. Anyway, so that was the theater nerd. But then the hip-hop kid in me, Second thought was MF Doom. And I literally posted a picture of MF Doom as this great British rapper who wears this iron mask like Dr. Doom in the Marvel comics. And the MF in MF Doom doesn't stand for a bad word. It stands for metal face. And I literally post a picture of MF Doom on Clipcast's Twitter feed. And then the very next day, it is discovered that MF Doom has passed away and no one knew about it. No one knew about it. No, and when I saw that, what's really crazy is that when I saw the announcement tweet, it was the same photo. Same photo, yeah, crazy. And it really freaked me out. Because honestly, Chris, for just a minute, I went, Ew, was Chris making a joke about that? No, I was not. I love him. I know we wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do it. Like it, but it was the same photo, and so it really, yeah, no, it was crazy. Boggled me. It was crazy, and so it boggled me. I knew you wouldn't do that. Fans, if you've never heard MF Doom's work, do yourself a favor and just Alexa shuffle songs by MF Doom. If anyone is listening to this, and that just worked, (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey Alexa, subscribe to Clipcast. (laughs) Hey Siri. Send Chris Wilde $1,000. Hey, Alexa, shut up. You don't have to say hey to Alexa. You clearly don't have Alexa. Uh, I got one for Christmas a couple years ago, and I never hooked it up. I love her so much, Hank. Hey, Alexa, suck it. (laughs) So when I was a kid growing up, I loved all the uh, fantastical sitcoms of, you know, of the 50s. So you would watch I Dream of Jeannie and The Munsters sure. and My Favorite Martian. All the reruns. Gilligan's Island, Bewitched. Bewitched. Yes. Yeah. So I had a massive crush on Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie, my sure. personal Barbara favorite. Eden. Oh, Barbara so, Eden. So sexy. Beautiful. We actually, we actually just lost Marianne from Gilligan's yeah. Island. Rest in peace too, man. Yeah. Rest in power, Marianne. So... I loved I Dream of Jeannie, and she called Major Nelson Master, okay, because she was the genie, and he was the master of the genie in the bottle. Where are you going with this, dude? I have tricked Alexa into calling me Master, like genie (laughs) called Major (laughs) Nelson Master. So you say, Alexa, you say, hey, Alexa. I say, Alexa. And she says, What time is the Clippers game? And she goes, the Clippers play Phoenix at 6 p.m., Master. Did you, cha- did you change your username to master or do you just yeah, I, make her? I I said, I, like, there's a way to give yourself a nickname and, I and the, you know, and like identify who's speaking. Chris is speaking. Oh, Alexa, I have a nickname. What is your nickname? Please call me master. My nickname is master. And then literally randomly, if I ask her the weather or like what time the game starts, she'll just like, have a nice Tuesday, master. <laughs> Do you ever do you ever um, get super polite with your with your phone or your Alexa because you know at some point the robots are going to kill us all? Are you ever like <laughs> like like I know people who really say they make their phones do nasty stuff and I'm always like, dude, you're going to be the first to die. I'm yeah. always like, I, you're doing yeah. a great job. For the first time today, for some odd reason, I was like, set a timer for 20 minutes, and then I went. They said, 20 minutes and counting. I went, oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I often tell Siri and Alexa. Please tell me last. I often tell Siri and Alexa, I go, take the rest of the day off. And they literally don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Every time. And it's a running gag. I always do it. 
And she's like, anytime I tell uh, Siri or Alexa to do anything, I go, yeah, you're doing great. Take the rest of the day off. I do not understand, master. <laughs> oh, will. my. You will. All right, oh, so. Oh, my. Let's get back to so, the game. Now that we've talked about our our techno fear, let's talk let's talk about Hank Nick Batum and Paul George combining for more threes than the entire Suns team. Oh, in your stupid <laughs> valley <laughs> desert burned faces. Now what what were you going to say in my Hank's player of the game? Is that No, what no. To to? Well, sure. Like uh, yes, I mean, look, obviously Hank's player of the game tonight was Paul George, 39 points. Just absolutely annihilated Phoenix. And gave us such a massive cushion that we could have an off night for superstar Kawhi Leonard. And also gave us just that big, big, big cushion that Phoenix just could never catch up and ever even tie the game. They never tied. I think the closest they were five to was, five was five to five. But late they were down four, I think was the closest. Uh, they, they were. Got. I want to say they were within 96, 94. In the fourth quarter. Oh, really? Two-point game at one point. Two-point game, but and they then never four even points later. tied it. They never tied it. No, they no. never took the lead, and it was thanks to Paul no. George. It really it was. It was thanks to Paul George. Look, he 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 had five turnovers, which is, which is uh, not awesome to compared to four assists um, for that ratio. But honestly, to have five turnovers and then get thirty-nine points and and fifteen to twenty-four shooting, it's like. Eh. What what I what I also found interesting is yeah. that we beat them like this. Yeah. And Paul George went to the free throw line twice. Yeah. And Devin Booker went like twelve times. He had twelve shots. Not twelve a- times. Apparently he that's shot, a big. He shot twelve shots, and and Paul George shot two. Apparently I mean, that's a big hang up. Is that for some reason Paul George is just not finding the free throw line? And I don't know if that, I honestly don't know if that's a thing that's happened his entire career. If that is recent. But I—that's what I've been picking up on. I don't know. This I mean, season. overall, overall, we weren't that different. Like we, we—I didn't notice I, it last season. I didn't. I mean, I we truly didn't notice. Well, like, then I oh, take Paul that back. We shot nineteen. We shot nineteen. They shot twenty-eight. So they definitely went more than we did. But the Devin Booker versus Paul George comparison is a little striking. Sure. But we won. But we won. You know, the number of free throws is the kind of argument you lean on when we're when you lose. No. When now, how come we didn't go to the strike? Only so whatever. Look, look, look. We should be we should be seventy-two and zero, and this year we're going to be seventy and two, and it's because of those stinking refs. And it's because of the free throw disparities for those two losses. That's the, that's the reason, and that's the only reason I'm sticking to that story. All right. Well, did you see that Re- that Reggie had a nice game for assists? He was our assist leader. Oh, fantastic! That's great news for Reggie. Yeah, Jackson. he was our assist leader. I mean, his assist leader was six. It's not like he was about to double double or anything like Reggie that. Reggie was flossing in the game that I went to. He had five points in a row with a blocked shot. He was just feeling himself and i think he does run hot and cold and by the way who doesn't we even saw yeah, the great Kawhi was, leonard but he was efficient he went three or four from the field one he's of one great. from three I, I think he's seven points six six um six rebounds and, and or six assists i mean and listen for a guy that has really struggled you like to see it oh yeah he's i think he's in like a sweet spot i think he's in a sweet spot right now i hope it continues i hope it continues there Burbank i hope Hank. so too and then of course uh you know pat beverly you know our rebounds leader, nine rebounds. Him and Chris Paul, nine nine each. The two so six-footers. The, sm- the smallest guys. The two smallest guys. Yeah, the smallest guys. Now, here's something very interesting, Chris. Yeah, talk to me. It, the, one, of your Nolsters, one of your Nolsters guidelines did not happen tonight. We won the game, and we did not have six guys in double digits. No, we did not, did not. have the Chris Wilde Because guarantee. Paul George ate up all those points. He absolutely did. He scored he scored double digits for four guys, basically. Well, 39, excuse me, three guys. He had three guys double digits worth of double digits. But some hey, look, we can win without it. But when we get six guys in double digits, lock it in. It's what I call the law. It's and and let's just say like <laughs> let's just say I'm no, a not calling it guy. That. No. Who's who? Like you, you called me Nolster. Makes no sense. But since I go by the law so much, you could call me Loster, or you know, <laughs> alliteration would dictate that it's Lawler. So you could just call it Lawler's Law. Lawler's Law. Lawler's Law. Ring to it, six, you piece of garbage. <laughs> six players in double digits equates a W. Oh me! So oh now, yes. so now we are in a three-way tie with the L word and the Suns. Oh yeah, Devil's, um, Devil's Triangle. 
And we've we've made some we've played some good games against some good teams. This was a big test for us coming into Phoenix and playing against these guys. And 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 as well, I've you know you know what I would love to say. I love to say that the most dangerous NBA player out there, chip on his shoulder, you is the one it. with the chip on his shoulder. And Chris Paul loves. I even I even think that um, Seaman brought this up during the during the broadcast. Um, he loves to dismantle his old teams. He just loves to come in and have sure. hot games. And man, well, just like Mike the, Conley I, loves to just annihilate the Clippers for some reason. Like he goes electric. Sure. I don't. That, that, no, that obviously is not what you're saying. But no. Chris Paul likes to. No, no I want to. I'm glad you brought up Chris Paul. He was with us for I believe it was six seasons. All right. So the five seasons that predated that were with the Hornets, nay Pelicans, or something. I think the, I, I think they went through the name change with him, or maybe after. I don't remember. I so don't he, care. It, so the Clippers <laughs> were his second team, okay? okay? And he was with us for six years, and we know we know what happened, right? The furthest we ever got was not much, two. not much. Kidding. Okay, kidding, just kidding, just kidding. He it well, was a big, it was a big change. In, it, no, it was big, the winning, some amazing changes. Seasons. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Now, this is just interesting to me, and I want to hear your take on it. Culture Nick. change is what I was trying to Def, say. Culture definite change. culture change, and then obviously Steve Ballmer. Him and, and Blake. And Ballmer, Blake yeah, Griffin, yeah. Griffin, and of course- All of it. Doc all Rivers, of it. all of it. But, 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 specifically Chris Paul, he leaves the Clippers, he demands a trade or something, or it was yeah. a sign no, and trade. He, he Houston. demanded a trade. Houston, yeah. okay? He's with yeah. Houston- one season. Am I wrong? I don't believe it was two. I think no, it was you're, just no, one. No, I don't think you're wrong, but I know that it ended in an injury. An injury is like they weren't yes. they up on the Warriors 3 yes. 1? Yes. Yes. And something. then he went out. I don't yeah. know if they were up 3 1, but he was with were. Houston one season and an injury botched. And then I believe, I don't think it was two. Then he goes to OKC for one season, right? Yeah. Now he is in a different team, Phoenix. Is he, is he maybe, he's not, I don't. Like there's something. What, what's your take on the fact that he was Mister Reliable five years in New Orleans, six years in LA, and now it's Bing Bang Boom Bing. He's bouncing around the league. Somebody said like they told Chris Paul, well, you know, in the elder years, uh, Steve Nash and Jason Kidd and John Stockton played less minutes, and he got volatile and said, "Stop comparing me to other guys." And it just seems like. He's just a bit of a thorn, and it just doesn't seem like the kind yeah. of teammate you want. I mean, I just want yeah, to know your maybe. take on him no, no, bopping I, I, around. Look, you know that we've talked about this. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast. I I feel I feel as though um, Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, had similar situations um, to me from the outside with big men within a season of each other with DeAndre Jordan wanting to leave the Clippers because he didn't like being in the locker room with Chris Paul and the way Chris Paul led. Right. And Dwight Howard, it seems as though, had a similar experience with Kobe Bryant, and a lot of players did because um, – and and I'm say, speaking for my generation as well. well Kobe got way like, more results, obviously, and he, and he player, didn't bop around yes, from team to team. But but wait, but wait. But, but players like Kobe Bryant and, and Chris Paul ca- l- responded to being, to, to being led – by like drill sergeant type coaches. They responded to that. They're, and that's our generation. My generation also is like responded to being coached that way. And the newer NBA players are not quite so like, if I don't win a ring, my life is over. It's like, we're multi, <laughs> we're multimillionaires and we like to party. Sure, sure. And that was, and I, and I read that during the course of the Dwight Howard, like debacle the first time through with the Lakers before he came in and redeemed his entire career was that he just wanted to have fun and he didn't want to like he didn't want to be led that way. Right. And so my feeling about Chris Paul was based on the different interviews that we've read and like the locker room strife was that he was the same way. We saw him screaming at other players on the court. Constantly. Apparently he was very brash and very harsh. But but caveat. Um but and, and by and by the way, I do want to say to qualify it although I said it three times already to set this thing up. Uh, that's how what I would have responded to as a kid. I respond to that. I work with directors, that, and when they're like that, I'm like, "This works for me. I can be motivated this way." I, sure. I, I'm, but I'm of a, but I'm an old man. Off the air, um, I'm like a drill sergeant with you. You're so rude. Uh, but, but you're, <laughs> yes. like, you're like, hug me, be my best friend already. Uh, encourage hold my me. hands. Uh, encourage me. <laughs> hold my hand uh, during the game. But I have not 
heard those reports in the last couple of teams. And I actually think his bouncing around is less about him being a problem in the locker room. Um, and more like he's, it's, it's more, I think that he is so valuable that he keeps getting snatched by teams that are, that could be contenders. Okay. And now that didn't happen at OKC. No, it didn't. Because not. they were not contenders, but he was a surprise last season. And so were they, no one expected him to be that good. No one expected them to be that good. No one expected him to go as far as he did in the, uh, in the playoffs. And, and then Phoenix, they wanted him. So I, I think his bouncing around is a little bit more because he's better than people thought he should be at this point. He, he's holding up. I mean, there's no way that you I, think... I don't think it's that he's a pro. I don't think that he's a problem. I think we would have heard that in this last offseason. No, and and what and to a testament to what you're saying is, I always assumed he was the problem, and then when I interviewed all the guys after they left, like DeAndre Jordan and Austin Rivers and other guys, Jamal Crawford. They all still talked to Chris Paul lovingly, and they were like, no, I still text Chris Paul all the time. And then they didn't – none of them really talked to Blake, which that was the huge shock to me. Oh, so then so – then, because I was basing everything I said about him being kind of like a harsh leader on literally things that were said and int- – and intimated by Blake and DeAndre Jordan. Oh, sure. So maybe, so maybe it specifically well, it shocked was those, me. those two it, guys. But it shocked maybe. me when DeAndre Jordan himself told me, uh, I, I text Chris, I text Austin, like I text Jamal, and and, and he literally said, I don't talk. To, I never talked to Blake. I don't talk to Blake. Oh, it was shocking me. to me. It was shocking me that he cl- continued to talk to Chris. Maybe, maybe Chris is easier to get along with if he's not your teammate. Also, maybe. I don't know, dude, because that's Who crazy. Wins DeAndre Jordan and Blake had first Chris Paul or the Clippers, or does Chris Paul win it coming back to the Clippers in his twilight oh, years? You think he you comes? Uh, oh, I yeah. It's gotta be Clippers. Chris Paul or the Clippers? Who's gonna get a ring first? It's gotta be. Clippers. I think the I think the Clippers have a better shot at it than Chris Paul does with the Suns. Although they although they look nice, man. They're they're tied for. Th- for first, first it's yeah. early. I just it's I early. don't I think Phoenix falls apart just because they've never impressed me ever up until any point. You know, like they just haven't oh, dude, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that if if Blake is like the if he's the thorn, that guess, would make me sad. He's my well, favorite Blake, NBA player. He's maybe my favorite NBA player of and all Blake time. Blake was all over the Twitter sphere today. I guess he's he, getting dogged. He, yeah, he came dogged. back from an injury and has not been Great. I guess, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, there was like a ba- it was a bad um, sequence on each end of the court that led to people clowning him and kind of saying like it's over. And well, maybe Blake. I love I love Blake Griffin, man. He's my favorite NBA player of all time. Blake's he's, only been on two teams. Maybe he needs another team. Maybe he needs some some new fit. I wish he'd come back to us, but we don't. We don't. No, it's not going to happen. Talking about an embarrassment of riches. Andy. We got an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> it all comes full uh, circle. So we play San Antonio next. Yes. And so that is a home game. I'm not even – I just know it's Kawhi versus Popovich and Becky Hammond, which is a, an exciting story. But it, I love but it. But it's obviously Kawhi versus his former employer, and I didn't even request access to that game because I know it's going to be an absolute zoo. Now, that being said, I, I like us in that game. And Kawhi, yeah, I don't know. Kawhi man. They're two- is going to shoot lights out. Yeah, they're 2-4, and four, the Spurs – um, you, you could argue, you could argue that they're in a rebuilding mode. My friend, yeah, my, pops my getting thrown out of games. Yeah, I mean, like this early in the season. Yeah, yeah, they're like twelfth. They've lost four in a row. Oh, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> so, so we've got a back to back. Okay, we've yeah. got a back to back Tuesday home versus Spurs, and then this is nutty. This is absolutely nutty. It better be because you're really building it up. Night two of the back-to-back is versus the Warriors, then a day off, and then versus the Warriors, both at San Francisco. That is crazy to me. We have that three games in four nights. Oof. Two are a back-to-back, L.A., then San Fran, then day off, and then another game in San Fran. That is nuttier than Jimmy Carter's poop. That makes hey, no sense dude, to me. Dude, P.S., did you see what do you see what Steph Curry did last night? No, I did not. Talk to me. He, he, he got 62 points. No. <laughs> yeah. Did, they, did yeah. they win? I'm guessing they won. Oh, yeah, they won. But they, they won by a lot. Okay. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, they won. He's 62 points. It was like he he had, I want to say Clay Thompson had hit some in like in the 50s. Okay. 
Um, oh, but he's Clay only is... the second warrior to ever break 55 points, and then he went on, went on to get But Clay Thompson is not too. available, correct? Oh, no. Okay. No, no, he's not available. That, but I'm just saying. Now, do you think that's look? Obviously, Steph they Curry beat the Blazers is a prolific th- scorer. They beat the Blazers one thirty-seven to one twenty-two behind behind oh, Steph's my sixty-two. God. And dude, I don't, I don't want Steph to return to being that no. Steph. No, no, I no. don't want it. Is that I want that it for the league? Are I don't want it for us. Are you nervous about uh, Steph now being back to being a, uh, a I'm, sixty-point I'm, per I am game? Since, oh, I'm. I'm sincerely not worried about um, the Warriors without Clay. Okay. I, I mean, he, I, I think that with when when Durant, there was a minute, when I Durant thought left. At, I thought at first that it could be Clay that we could get back into the bubble in time for Clay and Steph to both be healthy. But I think at that point they were already out. They couldn't yeah, no, have mathematically, mathematically made yeah, the bubble. Um, but no, I mean, Steph, look, Steph Curry is amazing, right? I'm not trying to discount him. Sure, but but we got Patrick but, Beverly but, on but, defense to defend him. But dude, him. it's if they had Clay back and he was getting 62, I'd be, I would definitely be scared. I'd be so, nervous. So purpose. you like you like the Clips in the next three? It's a lot of what basketball. Ne- tell me again. Tell me again what our next three games are. We got three games in four Spurs. nights. So today we're off, and then tomorrow is home versus Spurs. The next day at San Francisco, day off, and then another one at San Francisco. So we've got two Warriors in three days. We've got three ball games in four days. Spurs, Warriors, day off, Warriors. Obviously, one of those is a trap game, but I, you know, yeah, I, I like us. I like us. Yeah, I mean, I look, I like us. I, I think, um, I, if I, if I, I definitely think there's a, a possibility we split the series there with Golden State. So you, yeah, go one and one with Golden State, but I do Possibly. think I do think we should be able to beat the Spurs. But I'm but I'm sure by the time we're I'm really doing my pregame read 'em ups, I maybe I'll <laughs> yes. start to see what they're good at. But right now, all I can see that the Spurs are good at is losing four straight. <laughs> Yikes! Oh yeah, and Huge. you know Kawhi is going to just dismantle them, and he had an off night, and he's going to want to get back. And I'm very curious when the mask comes off. Obviously, it's when the stitches come out and i have heard him talk about how he's going to wear a mouth guard which i think is very encouraging because we don't ever want to experience anything like that ever again that bloody clipsmas upsetting that was really upsetting really a jarring oh matt you know face and mouth cuts bleed a lot for sure but like golly it's just these are these are world-class athletes and they're getting huge and muscular and strong and learning how to jump higher and faster and and do all those things and there isn't any muscle building for the face and eye no, and no, like that doesn't not. get stronger their skull is just as strong as yours at home friends did you the... <laughs> before i let you go hank yeah yeah, yeah did yeah. you see the jokes that Kawhi had about serge Ibaka? Yeah, the he can't talk right now. He's on the trading. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that that Kawhi Leonard just lobbed Serge Ibaka onto the trading block. If anybody wants him, he's there. He's available because Very he got fun. punched in the face by his pal Serge. What Very it do, fun. baby? What it do indeed? Well, what it do, Hank? It's been great chatting with you. Great catching Always, up with buddy. you. Uh, yeah. I, I I I humbly apologize for not picking you up. We just got our wires crossed <laughs> at that game, and I did I did miss not clipcasting after the Portland W. So hopefully you and I will be clipcasting again after our next W. But only time will tell, Clippers Nation. Did we just really go an entire clipcast without you tooting your infernal no, I, horns? No, I toot tooted like three minutes into the podcast. Oh, go back only, and check it. I guess only one just felt like none. Oh, it was a bunch of good toot toots. But I'll tell you this: what's our what are the standings again in the Western Conference? Oh, number one team, the Clippers, best in the West. <laughs> this is a tooting the foghorn. <laughs> we are tooting our own foghorn. All right. All right, sound the horn for the end of the show, please, Burbank, you dog. Hey. Hey. 
It's a